All right, lads. Welcome back to me podcast, Cheaper Than Therapy. Mick Thomas here. How are you? Thanks for liking, subscribing, and sharing, and coming on back. I do appreciate you. Check out my other podcast, The Manxiety Show, my good friend, Corey Brooks, who I got to go away for the weekend with, which was an experience. I'll tell you about that in a second. But also, wherever you get your podcast, you can get that one too, all right? Check it out. Give it a listen. We're making some changes to the show. We're going to actually start tonight. We're going to record another episode tonight, and we're going to be back in the swing of things, and we're changing up just a little bit. Uh, check it out and see what's going on. But yeah, YouTube, Spotify, wherever you're getting your podcasts, go ahead and, and check them out. i got a lot to talk about today, funny enough. Oh, this weekend again, by the way, comic strip. That's where I'm going to be Friday and Saturday night. Two shows Friday, one show Saturday. Um, tickets on sale. Come on down. Would love to see you. Um but I do have lots of things to get to. It's weird, weird weekend, you know. Like, I went away with Corey. I was up on Wisecrackers Comedy Club uh, in Mohegan Sun Casino, Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. Love the town. It's a big mountain town. Uh, and I just like to get away. I took Corey away. It was his kind of first getaway on the road uh, with a comedian. Had fun. We'll talk about that in detail on the Manxiety Show because I don't really need to go into the details of what me and Corey got up to. Um... You know, which I'm sure we'll, we'll chat about on, on the Manxiety show tonight. But, um, so thanks to everybody who came out to those shows. You know, and, and in no, no particular order of the things I want to talk about. Uh, but we, we went up there and I have to say, um, Wilkes-Barre, it's a lovely town, right? Very, very small, but it's next door to Scranton. Um, Scranton, PA, where most of you, if you've never been to Scranton, you're going to know it's from the American version of the office and uh it's nothing to do you know what i mean because and the reason why they picked that is because it's just like a boring boring town with lovely people lovely people in it but there's nothing really to do in the town like i mean literally nothing to do in the town we went to uh a mall the city, the city, the the Steamtown Mall, which they've mentioned in the office before. Like, oh, of course, the office did do nothing. They just fucking taped that that shot down the going down the hill into the town, and you go, oh look, there's the office, and then the rest is in sunny California, and they try to make Southern California look like a shitty little town. But um, it, you know, and that's all it is. But they mentioned the this the city, the the Steamtown Mall in the office. So we go to the Steamtown Mall just because. It's just time to kill. It's something to do, right? I don't like... We went to the movies uh, to see Top Gun, Top Gun, which was... Eh, it was weird. Well, you know, it was weird. I can get into that later if you want. But, um... So we go to the Steamtown Mall and uh, really, really the worst mall probably in America. It's, it's fucking... Dis- it was a disaster. Nothing was open. I mean, nothing was... They had... And it was... There was people there. I don't know what you're... It was just like an abandoned building. All the stores were like just abandoned stores. There was nothing in there. Nothing in there. There was one store called a bag of shit where you just go in with a bag of shit and you would just fill it. You know what I mean? There was, And then it was attached to like a, a store kind of like a cheap Macy's. And that was open. But we walked into the mall and there was people walking around like and they were just in the food court, which is with Auntie Anne's. And a pizzeria. And I never understand why there was people there. It's the shittiest mall. It's like if there was a war. You know, if World War Three started. And then you, you, 
everyone was like, quickly get to the Steamtown Mall. And be like, why? There's no room there. Plenty of room to hide. You would set up some cots. You know, put the homeless in there. Put the homeless in there. That's all you need. Let them set up cots and stuff and tents, the bathrooms to shower in. It, it's a waste of a fucking building. There, it's it's a devastating how boring the mall. It's the worst mall I've ever been to, ever, ever. And I've been to third world countries. I have been to third world countries. This is the worst mall I've ever been to. But that, and I don't want to be one of those typical like when I go on the road, I like to go hiking. I like to do things. I like to, I don't like to be the fucking typical guy that go, just goes to the mall, right? That's what most comics do. They go to the mall or they get. They get hookers and they get high. None of those things appeal to me. But we just went to the mall because it was too cold to do anything. Um, so we go in and, and like I wanted to call up to town today and go, I want my $4 back that I paid for parking because I paid for parking to go in there, you know, and, I, and that was that was enough. Like I was, I was just, and you drive there, by the way, from Wilkesbury to Scranton, which is about maybe a... I don't know, maybe 10 to 12 minute drive. So you have to take this new highway. Now they call it the, the, the Joe Biden Expressway is what it's called. And I talked about it, you know, it's basically you get on this and it goes nowhere. It just goes in circles and keeps repeating itself and it doesn't make any sense. And that was a joke that I did on stage, which a lot of people liked because I guess they're very anti-Biden up in that place. They're not really, once you go to the mountains, you're not really getting any Democrats or liberals really. Um, you know, you're just getting camo wearing gun people which I'll get into in a moment. But they did, like, there's so much camo there. Like, even in the Walmart we went into to get supplies, there was just so much camo. Like, what are you going to do, mate? Are you going to try fucking bagging elk down the detergent aisle? Wait, babies. Babies in camo. Like, they could crawl. That was it. That's all it could do. In camo. Camo babies. And I was, um... You know, just it was one of those towns. So I, I made fun of the whole Biden thing. And of course, that was the date. Did he didn't he fall off his bike? Bless him. Like, where's this? He, like everyone falls off. Like falls at one stage. It's like that guy can't catch a break. When do we ask him to just step down? When do we, and this is nothing. Like at this stage, and I'm not political. And I want to talk about that in a moment too. I'm not political at all. And I've said that enough times. And I do have opinions on things like as they happen. But it's not. My opinions are not based on my side. They're not based on my team. It's just like, like why? When are we going to just take him out? Like, not as in take him out, please. Whoever's listening to this, I don't mean that way. I mean take him out of office. Jeez, that would have had the fucking CIA rattling on my door. Um, just listen. It's time. It's time to go now, Grandpa. It's time for other people to sit at the counter. You know what I mean? It's just that's it. it, it it's. It's over now, I think, you know, you know, I know people who are elderly and they've taken their, 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 their guns away from them. They've taken their driver's license away from them, their lawnmower, all the sharp tools in the house, younger than this guy, you know, and, and this guy, he just pulls up and he falls off the bike. And it was just so funny. And here's the thing, it's not funny because it was the president. It's not funny because it was Biden. It's just funny because it was an old man falling. Like, I find these things funny. You know, I'm sorry I do. He's just riding up on his bike and he stops. And it looks like now it turns out that he had his foot caught in the thing, which I've happened. I used to ride bikes and I got my foot caught in. But I didn't try get off the bike when my foot was stuck in. I land. Will my foot come out? My foot's not coming out. Hang on. Let me rustle around a little bit here. Oh, foot came out. Now I'll put my foot down. I didn't just ride up my bike, stop and go, yeah, that, that's what happens. 
and over I go. If you can't ride a bike, why why are we running the country, mate? Like that that's all I'm saying. It's time to just put them aside, tag in your buddy who's got God knows what she'll do, but like could she do any worse? Can it be any worse? Just tag her in and go sit this one out. That's all you have. Like he just fell over. And where's the Secret Service, by the way? I thought the presidents were protected. Isn't there like a group? Like a Secret Service, CIA, someone? Then when he goes to fall, they fucking slide a mattress under him. I thought you were like protecting these lads. Unbelievable. And he, and, and everyone, of course, is going after him. Like, oh, he can't even ride a bike. Why is he running the country? And, and, and you're making a political. But I'm just like, I mean, it is an old man. I mean, that's what I just said, you fucking hypocrite. But it, it is, a, I don't know, man. He fell over. And I, I, and his expressway was terrible too. And I, I kind of utter jokes at what other presidents named after things. And if you've seen my act, if you've seen my set, that's what it is. So I, uh, you know, I, I just, I had a blast up there. So, but, but this shitty town of, of Scranton it was just an experience. It was just kind of, was the worst part of the trip. Worst part of the trip. Then I went to see Top Gun. Top Gun Maverick. Everyone's talking about how great it is. Eh, I'll be honest. It's just eh. It's just the worst kind of form. Like, you know how politically correct we are now that we're in a war movie? This is how politically correct we are. We can't even name... We can't even name the enemy. Do you understand that? Like, like in Top Gun, if you haven't seen the movie yet, this is not a spoiler, they, they're fighting... No, we don't know who they're fighting. They're just told that they have to go take out a, a base that has uranium in it. It's always uranium. It's always uranium. It's never anything. It's you know what I mean. It's it's lazy writing. It's it's it's. But they're so politically correct that you can't even name the country they're fighting. Yeah, you got to get in. Team One's got to blow up a hole. Team Two's got to launch missiles in and blow up the uranium factory. And then we're gonna get home. We're gonna be in a dogfight with all these other F fourteen planes and blah 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, and not one person. Any questions? Yeah, which country is this in? Nobody says it. They don't even say what country it's in. It just shows them flying off and and fighting uh, to try blow up this uranium factory. I mean, it's not a spoiler. I'm not going to say anything about it, you know? That's how politically correct we can't even talk about a country, a fake war now. Go see for yourself. Look, is is the action good? Yeah, the action's great, right? And it's on the big screen in it. Like, it's, it's good. But then it's just got these over-the-top characters. Like, it's got that... 80s douchebag bully guy which i thought they kind of stopped writing in you know he's like the bad guy of the group and he's but they're elite fighters they're the best fighters to be in top gun and this guy is just like been through no training because there's no discipline he's all just arrogant and he's chewing a toothpick and he's doing his arrogant faces and i'm the best and it's just over the top. The characters are just over the top. But the action's great. It's, but that's Top Gun. Tom Cruise looks amazing. I don't know what it is. If it's baby blood. Uh, you can't get any on eBay. On, on Amazon. I tried. You can't get baby blood. Um, my son's a bit old now. I can't be taking his blood. But I wish I had, you know, I was looking like him when I was almost 60. You know, I wish I had his abs at almost 60. Um, so I don't know if anyone knows where to get that stuff. Just let me know. Please message comments below if you're watching it on YouTube. McThomas Comedy on Instagram, which I can't really get into now because I got a new phone and it won't let me into Instagram. But we'll see. I'll try to figure it out. Um, 
yeah, so and that, that was that was my weekend away. And like I said, I'll talk more about it on uh, the Manzaiti show tonight. But what I did kind of want to mention about is is, is uh, Star Wars. <sighs> Star Wars fans, I put up a joke on TikTok. Follow me on TikTok. It's at this stage, it's not even uh, it's not even about the jokes that I put up there anymore. Now it's just about the controversy because apparently every time I put on a joke. Now, if I put on a joke, the uh, everyone, TikTok must send me to an algorithm of people who are fucking assholes, who don't get jokes and believe that everything I say is completely true, even though my name on there is Mick Thomas Comedy. Um, I put up a joke. So I'm watching Star Wars. Let me go, let me go back. I'm watching Obi-Wan um, Kenobi, not Obi-Wan Jones. Um, you know, or Obi-Wan um, Goldsmith. I'm watching Obi-Wan Kenobi, the television show on Disney Plus. And I'm watching with my son and there's all the flashbacks to, to you know, what's going on with Anakin. Which I can't take Darth Vader serious anymore. When you got the guy playing Anakin, Skywalker, Hayden Christensen, so I'm not taking anything away from him as an actor. But he's made the character a whiny bitch. Like a whiny little bitch. So you go from this whiny bitch to like this cool guy in a, in a black fucking helmet and suit. Now like, I don't take you seriously anymore, Darth Vader. Do you know what I mean? Like you've ruined the fucking power of Darth Vader because he's a whiny bitch. Because he keeps cutting back to oh, fucking helmet, sword, fucking jam, cool shit. To, I mean, you didn't give me what I wanted. Not afraid of you. Not scared of you. You're just a whiny bitch. That's that's what you've done. That's what you've done to trying to get my camera the light to go light. Nope, didn't work. Um, you know, and I, and that's and I, and I, and that's kind of basically what it is. So the show I'm watching the show and there's a there's a flashback to episode three, Star Wars episode three, where Anakin Skywalker goes into the the, the Jedi Temple, and he and he fucking hacks apart a bunch of kids. You don't see him hacking the kids. It's just implied, right? Remember that one in episode three? And the little British kid comes out with the overacting. But Mr. Skywalker, what are we going to do? Um, He goes first. That's how annoying he is. But Master Skywalker, what are we going to do? <laughs> so, yeah. I'm... I'm, I'm I, they do the flashback, right? So I'm sitting there with my son and we're watching it and I make a joke to my son. And this is where my comedy comes from. My comedy comes from exaggerated truths. It comes from stuff I say uh, to somebody, I get a reaction and then I take it to the stage with the, the, the exaggeration of what if this happened? So a lot of my jokes didn't happen, but they nearly happened or they somewhat happened and I just accelerated because comedians don't have the most fucking interesting lives. You always see these comics tell these stories like, wow, that's an amazing story. Why did that only happen to you? Why does that only happen to Kevin Hart? Maybe why does that only happen to Chris Rock? Is that because you're a comedian? So then you just must be blessed with these horrible stories. So you got to go take them. No, we don't. We fucking take, we take the truth of stuff that's happened to us. And we blow it up. That's what comedy is. So I take that thing. I said, I said to my son, so I'm watching him going like uh, you know, Anakin hack up all the kids and whatever. And I said to my son, I go, now look, they're going to, now you're going to see a bunch of people in the galaxy are going to be protesting. They're going to try to get rid of all the lifesavers. And there's going to be all this lifesaver control. And people are going to be like, well, just because he was bad with my lifesaver doesn't mean I have to give up my lifesaver. By the way, I've been calling it lightsaver. 
this whole time, I didn't know it was lightsaber. 45 years of age, guys. 45 years of age. So I've been around from the first Star Wars. Um, I've been calling it lightsaber this whole time. Like it was like a utility bill and it was saving under lights. I've been calling it lightsaber. So it's a, it's a, it's a lightsaber. There you go. Maybe, does, I'm not, maybe I'm not alone. Maybe there's other people going, oh, fuck, I've been calling it lightsaber this whole time. So I, I, I go to TikTok and I do the whole thing where I hold up my phone. And this all this is me trying to joke to TikTok. I hold up my phone. I talk into it. Here's the joke, blah, 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 blah. goes on a few thousand people. Usually a few thousand. Ten usually is where I kind of average at 10,000 views. Once in a blue moon, someone will take off to the, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s. Then you get into the 100,000. I got a bunch of videos gone. A handful, not a bunch of videos that went viral. Uh, some viral ones got taken down because of cunts. Um complaining so i hold up the phone and it's on tiktok go you have to to understand this the magnitude of the stupidity of the world you have to go to my tiktok even download tiktok just for this fucking one thing and then get rid of it once you read all the comments so i go on and i go um on a tiktok cameras up and i go i'm watching oh i said my son came in and he asked questions about why are all the adults arguing? I made it my son to be like a, like, a, like a toddler. Why are all the adults arguing about gun control? Can you explain it to me? And I said, yeah, we well, remember Star Wars Episode 3 when Anakin went into the temple, did that horrible thing to the younglings. I said, well, now imagine that a lot of people in the galaxy want to get rid of all the lightsabers. And my son was like, in the joke, of course. My son goes, yeah, but not everybody does use the lightsabers for bad. What about the Jedi? They do good things with the lightsaber. They protect the galaxy. And I was like, yeah, and that's what they're arguing about. That's what I said. That was it. That was the joke. A joke. So there was there was three people that commented on my thing. Three types of people. There are number one, people who are pro gun and took this as the greatest analogy of all time. I'll, we'll go through them one by one in a second. The second group were the people who were anti gun who wanted my head on a platter. For calling me a bad, calling me a bad father, um, not comparing, not comparing it right, not not a good analogy at all. And then there was part three who were the worst Star Wars fans, who literally took it serious to the point where they broke down. Benny, relax. What did I say? Enough. Is that for control? My dog. I said Star Wars fan and he freaked out. Um, so then there were the, so the Star Wars fans who were the worst of all, the worst of all, who think that they, they tried to come at me that analogy with Star Wars analogy. So let's go, let's go, let's go through the people. Let's go through the people. So the, so the first, let, let's go through for, for the first people. So, cause I can kind of get this out of the way. The people who are, are pro gun, uh, who, but like, I mean, literally you got to go through the comments. There's people who want me to run for office, not president because I wasn't involved. I'm legit serious. They wanted me to run for office. This was the most amazing analogy ever. It should have been taught in schools. It should be put in front of uh, politicians, explained to politicians. All fathers should explain this to their sons. Uh, it's a great analogy. But the, yeah, they want me to run for office based on that analogy because I'm so so clever and so smart about it. 
So to those gun people, let me tell you something. And here's my honest stance on it, first of all, on the whole gun debate. This is like, this whole page is a joke. Everything I say in here is a joke. But this one thing is not a joke. Everybody should have a gun. Everybody should have a gun on their hip, uh, like, like the Western days. And you would go into a saloon and if somebody cut you off, then you get to challenge them to a duel at noon, high noon. And if it's like, if you have plans and you know what, I can't do it tomorrow, I got take Becky to soccer practice, then you've got to reschedule it. But I think everyone should have a, a, a gun and we should all duel at noon. Of course, I don't think that. But my honest stance on, on, on gun control is, uh, on guns, is that I'm, I, I'm all for everybody having a gun. This is my, my legit stance. Everybody can have a gun, that's fine. I do believe in intense background checks on who you give a gun to. And that's it. That's all I want to say. That's all I'd say about the matter. I think there should be intense background checks. There should be a longer waiting period. I shouldn't go into Walmart and just be able to, which I did in Pennsylvania. I didn't buy one, but I walked to Walmart and was like, oh, oh, that, that gun looks nice. Can I have that? Can I have that gun? They go, yeah, sure. Here's a fucking gun. Off you go. Um, I just think that background checks on all guns should be a little bit more uh, strict, more uh, in-depth. That's all. That's all. That's my stance on it. And then after that, give them the gun. And I'm not, I don't give a shit about... Oh, you, who needs an AR? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who needs what. It's not, just let them have guns. Just fucking check them out. Intense background checks. That's all I'm saying. Because no matter what you do, and the argument is that anyone who goes off and does a terrible thing with a gun isn't going to respect laws anyway. So why make laws about guns? Because a, a lawbreaker is going to be a lawbreaker. They're not going to go, oh shit, I didn't know. That's the law I break now. That's That's the line... That's my point on it. So now that we're on the same page and you know where I stand on guns. Um, so the, those, those people who think I, I'm amazing and I should be, you know, this is the best analogy. I got stitched on TikTok. If you go, if you know TikTok, you know what that means where they take my video and they play it for others. And then some people, you know, they take it and they run with it. And in just a few seconds, and then a guy will come in and there's a big flag behind them, big bearded mountain guys. Like, this guy here is probably the best analogy ever. Uh, and I think, you know, if we have more people like him in the country, put him in for office, why doesn't he, we should find, like, I'm waiting for a black car to pull up outside my house. These guys get out with glasses and they go, Mr. Thomas, you need to come with us. And I'm like, oh, shit, am I in trouble? No, no, on the contrary, we believe you should be the voice of our people. We want you to lead this is what I'm getting. These are the type of messages I'm getting and comments I'm getting. Go on the, to, to my TikTok and read for yourself. Just read them. So that's group number one, the pro, the pro, the pro people. And then number two, who think I'm a moron. Uh, the analogy doesn't work. Oh, you're just an idiot for pro gun. And then they go. And sometimes I started to engage at the start of it. I'm always going to engage with the start of it. Like either you, hey man, that's hilarious. That's really funny. That's good. I don't agree with that. And I'll comment on it. Sorry. Yes. No. And I'm, I will respectfully comment on it until someone like, shows me disrespect. Then all bets are off. Then I'll come at you with disrespect too. Like you're not going to outwit me. There's no way you are. Uh, trust me, you're not. I'm an asshole. I'm a paid asshole. So you're not going to outwit me. So these guys will come on and, and I will, but then it gets away from me, right? I can't comment on everybody. I can't keep up with it anymore. And I try to keep engaging people and go, yeah, thank you. Oh, that's so nice of you. And then all of a sudden, 20 comments has now become a thousand in the space of a half an hour. And that's what TikTok does. And I can't keep up with a thousand. I can't even go on there to put a laughing emoji. I can't even give you a heart, a thumbs up. I can't do that. There's just, it's way too many. So all these people are on there then shitting on me. Like, um, you know, oh, you're great. You're, you're a racist. Don't know why. I just did a joke. You're definitely a racist. And then some people are like, you're like Ricky Gervais. 
and Dave Chappelle, I was like, you know what, I don't, I don't care what you say. From here on in, if you're going to compare me to Gervais and, 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 and Chappelle, I'm all right with it. I don't care what the rest of that statement says. But they, they said something like when they, they go after, they're just transphobic, horrible people, and they hide behind it's a joke. Uh, here's the thing. Or other people say, like, no, you're not joking. That's another one. No, you're not joking. You're advocating um, such a terrible analogy and blah, blah, blah. And I go, listen, first of all, you don't, you don't have to laugh at the joke. There's people on this episode who haven't laughed once, which is fine. Uh, there's people who come to my shows that there's a, a lot of them, they just don't laugh. So once in a blue moon, I'll have a shitty set. It's all a bunch of new material. It's not going to land. I might get on stage and I might remind the guy of the guy his girl left him for. Whatever, whatever reason, they're just good. They're just not going to like me. I don't care if you laugh at my jokes or not, but you don't have the right to tell me it's not a joke when it fucking is. You have the right to not laugh. That's, that's the beautiful thing about it. You have the beautiful, you have the voice and go, I don't like that joke. I don't know. I don't find that funny. That's fine. But you don't have the right to go, that's not a joke. It fucking is. Mind your business. And fuck off my page. Simple as that. That was those people. Again, I really encourage you to jump on TikTok. Just create a page just for fuck it and read the comments. It's mind-blowing. Then I want you to... So then the third person, the third group were, worst of all, Star Wars fans. Now, I like Star Wars. Am I a fan? See, everyone says I'm a fan of this, I'm a fan of that. Look up the word fan, where it comes from. The word fan comes from fanatic, someone that's obsessed with something. I like a lot of things. I'm not a fan on that thing. A fanatic, right? I view, we all use it. We just throw it around really quick, really quick. But when you look at the word fan, it comes from you're a fanatic of that singer, project, movie, show, person, comedian, artist, team, fanatic, fan. So I like Star Wars. I like the whole franchise. I know all about it. I don't, you know, I don't care when the next one comes out. I don't debate. I've never debated Star Wars. I've, de- you know, I've put pat jokes in the past saying the Marvel Universe is better than the Star Wars Universe. And people have come at me and I just thought, oh, that's strange. So this one, these fucking losers or whatever the fuck. I don't know what to call you, you Star Wars fans. You diehard Star Wars fans. Like, do you, is there something missing from your life that this becomes your... I believe there's something missing from your life in their head. There's a like a pie chart and there's a sliver that's blank and they don't know what's in that sliver. So it fucking gets filled with Star Wars and they go live in this galaxy. And if you shit on that galaxy or anything to do with Star Wars, they will they take that personal. They take that personal. Like you will have people go on there like, because a lot of people don't like Obi-Wan and they're, they're kind of shitting on Obi-Wan, the TV show. And people are like, well, you got to wait to episode five until it gets good. Why? Why do I have to wait for fucking four, ep- four episodes to go by to watch the fifth one? That's, fu- that's two hours of my fucking life. So you're asking, so I, something can be okay to be shit for two hours just waiting for it to get good? What's this, like a fucking, I was going to say something, would have got me in trouble. With a certain comedy club on Long Island, but <laughs> you gotta wait. You gotta sit through a bunch of shit just to wait till it gets good. That's not acceptable. It's not acceptable. Um, same with my podcast. If you get two minutes at the end of it, all of a sudden I, I decide to be funny the last two minutes and the rest of it is shit. You shouldn't sit through a fucking half an hour podcast just because the last two minutes are good. 
So these Star Wars fans were fucking so literal. Well, you you know, to be a lightsaber, you have to be really trained to get a lightsaber. You you have to. And I'm doing the voice because that's what they fucking are to me. You, you, you first of all, you gotta get a crystal. Oh really? And then the Sith would come in because they don't. And oh really? That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. That the that the Jedi protect the galaxy. They don't protect the. And it goes on, and people like are legit offended. They're legit. Well, Anakin had mental health issues, and that's why he did that. And it, I mean, I'm I'm serious. Like you fucking idiots, you losers, you Star Wars losers. I like the Star Wars franchise. I like it. I do. But what the fuck are you doing? That I I put one joke up about which I, I get. It's it's it, it's a metaphor for gun control. That I, it's a metaphor for gun control. That's all it is. And it is a fucking joke. And you take your whole... Well, absolutely, you know, well, on the moon of Endor... I don't know if that's a fucking place. I don't know if that's a place. On the moon of Endor, when fucking Aragon took the ring to Vaderville. I don't know anything about your fucking... But like, the people who read the books. You got a bunch of movies and some TV shows and some cartoons. That's all I know about. I didn't read the fucking hidden books. That you fucking virgins have. Like, I'm like that with Marvel. But I, I'm a big, huge Marvel fanatic fan. I don't debate anybody. I don't get offended if fucking anybody says, you know what, in the early years, Tony, Hark, Tony Stark should have been me too He used to sexually harass women all the time. Did you know that? I don't go, yeah, the fictional character that somebody made up. By the way, Star Wars fans, George Lucas stole the idea, by the way. I hope you you didn't know that. He stole the idea from fucking samurai movies. Do you understand that? That's what he did. So this guy you're worshipping who couldn't get a job of directing Lord of the Rings, which is what he wanted to do, he said, you know what, I'll make Lord of the Rings in space. But what the fucking cunt did is he went off and he stole the idea. He stole the idea from Star Wars and took a bunch of samurai guys who were basically called Jedi Right? And instead of swords, they had swords. And they fucking put it in space. And he nicked the whole thing. And you're acting like it's your fucking life. And you can't take a joke about it and use a fucking metaphor. semi Well, they don't have semi-automatic lifesavers. You fucking idiots. And it's still going on. It's, it's, it's nearly a million people now. Nearly, I think it is, I think it's just past a million. Three billion people in the country. No, it's 300 million people in the country, right? And it's 300 million Americans. One million of them have been on my fucking thing. That's 1.33% of America has had something to fucking say about this joke. Well, there's no such thing as bad press. Fuck off. I'm exhausted looking at these people. So I put up a lighthearted joke. Yesterday was Father's Day. I put up a lighthearted joke, a joke I talked about last week. Remember my rant last week about Father's Day? And I talked about, I put on fucking the thing and I do the thing in the car from Subway, waiting to go into Subway, get a sandwich for myself on Father's Day. And all I said in the joke was, was like, it's Father's Day is not, nobody likes Father's Day. You don't believe me? Like go into, you can't, you have to go in in the morning time at a cheesecake factory Right, how long, how long is it's Mother's Day? How long is the table for wait? Yeah, 14 hours. We might have something available for you to dumpster. But yeah, you walk in on any restaurant on Father's Day, it's wide open. Every restaurant is wide open on Father's Day. You walk in the staff and Cheesecake Factory just playing solitaire at a table. They don't give a shit. And that was the joke I put up. And it started again. 
start it again. A bunch of dads on there, and I kind of I kind of started to feel bad for them. They're like, oh yeah, we don't get shit. I didn't get shit. My family said nothing to me. Blah blah blah. Fucking my own day. This that the other. And then there's all these fucking do-gooder dads you know what I mean like well I love my wife and kids and I'm spending the whole day with them so did I fucker so did I but the joke doesn't work read the name Mick Thomas comedy and I am right I am right there are a lot of dads that just fucking want I, I was in Port Jeff here in Long Island I went down for some ice cream went down with the wife went down with the kids we went for a nice walk lovely day I spent the day with my family right but in the joke I don't I want to be left alone I want to watch porn with the volume up all that stuff and I'm standing there and there's a mother, a young couple walking by and they got a daughter and he, the dad's exhausted already. He's walking around Port Jeff with his wife, his daughter and her brother, as in the wife's brother. And then they see these things with fucking, you know these angel wings that all you women love to stop and take a picture at and put it on your Instagram. And he, he was just walking up the hill and she was like, come on, we got to stop and get a picture. And he was like, no, I, I want to just go. No, we got to get a picture in the wings. And he was like, yeah, fuck Father's Day. So it, it, it exists. And, and I'm just, I go on to, and, and then they're starting about me on Father's Day. That's two days in a row, people who just can't take a fucking job. I don't know if the algorithm on TikTok, I'm being serious. I don't know if the algorithm on TikTok just takes my bits and goes, all right, let's find a bunch of people out there who love to fucking argue and take things serious. And let's, boom, drop my fucking material right on their lap who just take it serious and run with it. Run with it. Check it out. Go on to fucking TikTok and have a look. <sighs> anyway, look at that's the episode. I gotta run. I gotta stuff. My bike came back today. My motorcycle. It's fucking beautiful outside, as you can see. If you're watching it on YouTube, um, I'm putting videos up every day on YouTube now. Uh, long clips, short clips. So follow me, subscribe, please. Um, gotta get those numbers up. Uh, the weather's nice. I'm fucking taking the bike out. I'm going off. On the motorcycle today, I just got it back from the shop, got it fixed. It's a spider web in the starter, like a spider cocoon. That's what fucked my bike up, isn't that crazy? Anyway, like, subscribe, go to the comic strip this weekend, that's where I'm going to be. Mick Thomas Comedy on Instagram, follow me on TikTok, find out what's going on. Go to my YouTube, anytime you see a clip, guys, give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. I don't care if you dislike it, interact with it, interact with it, let's know, let's chat. Anyway, subscribe, all that stuff, Spotify, iTunes, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. And as always, wash your hands, you dirty fuckers. Good luck to you. Good luck to you. All right, lads, welcome back to me podcast. Cheaper than therapy, Mick Thomas here. How are you? Welcome back. Thanks for liking, subscribing, sharing, passing it on, showing it to whoever you want to do. Uh, I'm available wherever you get your podcast. Wherever you get podcasts, this is where I'm available. Why don't you go to YouTube? Give it a watch. I'm posting videos up there every day on YouTube. So not only do you get to see the experience of the podcast, but you get little clips, stand-up clips that are uh, they're doing they're doing all right up there. They're doing okay. Um, also on on TikTok. I don't know if you want to follow me. On there, but I'm kind of doing pretty well. A lot of arguments over there, and it's kind of what I want to talk to you about today. Um, but before we get into that, this Saturday I'm at the comic strip, two more shows again. Man, I'm at the strip a lot. I'm loving it, having a great time, banging out new material, having a blast. And also, I'm at Governor's on July 14th, I think it is, in the little room, the giggle room. I'm, I'm closing out the giggle room I'm on there with some funny chaps and chapettes. If, I think chapettes is a word, but I'm there at Governor's. 
on the 14th. Uh, I think it's a, is it a Friday? I don't know. I got to check. Go check it out. I'll be there. Come see me live. Anyway, it's kind of a weird episode today because it, it it, it's funny how you don't plan. I don't plan an episode of the podcast. I never do. I never, ever do until I'm about to go hit record and I go, what's on, what's on my mind this week? Legit, like what's on my mind this week? So this week I, um, I uh, also, by the way, before I go further, check, check out the Manxiety show with me and my good friend Corey Brooks. It's fun. We're having a lot of fun over there now. Change up the format a little bit. Uh, check it out. It's fun. Um, but anyway, so yeah, as, as I was saying, so I never plan on the podcast. And today I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to talk, you know, like your Roe v. Wade. You're probably thinking he's going to talk about that. Nope. I'm not going to talk about that. Not going to touch that one today. Um, here's, here's what, what happened. I, I don't know what's in the, in the, in the, uh, in the universe right now, what's going on in the atmosphere, in the world, but I'm being tested. I'm being tested. Uh, there's a lot of McThomas getting into all like fisticuffs with some people. Let's tell you some stories about people who have been arguing with all week, all week. It's just one, one of those episodes. You know, I'm just like, Taylor Swift, I'm just going to shake it off, shake it, mm, 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 mm. My Pandora puts on a lot of Taylor Swift for me. I don't know why I'm not a Swifty. Is that what she calls a Swifty? Or isn't that from Rick and Morty? Everybody getting Swifty. Yeah, so it's just funny. So here's the thing. On TikTok, I've been posting these uh, pages the, I put a joke every day on TikTok. Maybe I'll take Saturday and Sunday off. Tis the weekend after and Sunday is the Lord's Day. So it's not about working. And um, so one joke I put up, and you've probably seen it or heard about it, um, which was really the popular one. I talked about one of the other ones uh, a few weeks ago, a week or two ago on this exact episode, on this podcast, I should say. The I put a joke up about the conspiracy theory. I put up the conspiracy theory about how Stanley Meyer, it's on, it's on, I, it's on my Instagram page, Mick Thomas Comedy, it's on my reels, it's on there, uh, ooh, ah, stretch the leg out, and it, uh, got 4 million views on TikTok early May, right after the shooting in Buffalo, because I do me- mention the Buffalo, uh, tragedy in the, in the joke, and it got taken down about two and a half weeks later, Four million views, I think. I'd have to double check I wanna, if I want to fact check myself. Four, four million plus views. So within that two weeks, it was taken down. Now, since that two weeks, I've posted it. I've do- Since that was taken down, I went into a comedy club. I was at New York Comedy Club. And I went on stage and I told the joke on stage. New York Comedy Club videotaped me. They sent me the clip of me doing the joke. I posted the joke online. That was about three weeks since the original joke. There's my dog stretching out there. Look at that. Hey, take a handy. Um, three weeks, you know, since the original joke was posted. And uh, since then, people, a uh, uh, very well-established comedy page. Oh, Jesus Christ. Benny, shut up. Every episode, stop. Go lie down. Down. Fucking hell, lads. You know what I mean? We got him from a kill shelter. Just saying. That's all I'm saying. You'd think he'd be more grateful. Um, Anyway. So, uh, where was I? So, yeah. 
I put the post up and 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 the the, the joke up online and a, a, a very oh, sorry I was an established Instagram page of stand up comedy took my joke and put it on me performing the joke and that is how it is done right it's it was it was kind of cool because I'm on that page with everybody on there is a world famous renowned comedian and this nobody is up there. You know, it's got Chappelle, it's got Rock, it's got it's got Louis, Bill Burr, Ricky Gervais, it's got Mike Cannon is on there, Andrew Schultz is on there, Kevin Hart is on there, and then this idiot, Jim Gaffigan, the greats, Seinfeld, all of them on there. I'm the only one. I got. I'll find the page strictly dot comedy. I think it is. I'm not, I'm not sure. I gotta find the page. Um, so shout out to them. Thank you. But that's how it's done, right? So now what's happening is once they put the post up or once I put my post up on my reels, I've been getting a lot of messages on the reels uh, as I have been on TikTok when I posted the stand-up version of it and they go, you stole that joke. And I go, boom, let's go. I ain't a thief. Let's talk about it. So every single person, some people go, you stole it from a meme. Now there are meme pages out there. And what? They, let me explain to you how a meme page works before I get into this conversation of how with other comics uh, here's how a meme page works. For some reason, memes are hilarious. We love a good meme, but nobody knows where it comes from. And all it could be is some guy working in a cubicle at some insurance company who's bored. He knows how to Photoshop. He's really good at Photoshopping. Like it came out Roe v. Wade, that whole conversation. There was a picture of a girl with a belly. I saw a meme and I said, if you don't want a bump, take it in the rump. Funny meme, funny joke, whatever, topical based on what's going on. I do believe I have to sneeze. <laughs> issue bless me thank you right and that's how a meme works now but what we think oh this is like the, we think a meme is a computer or a comedic genius page it ain't it's a guy or a girl who will just steal jokes there are some people who are great at doing memes like uh who's the guy i know tank sinatra uh, a few million followers on there i like tank sinatra I've uh, worked with him a bunch of times on stage. He doesn't steal me. He doesn't steal jokes. He doesn't do it. He makes up his own ones. He's pretty He's pretty well known. He does well at comedy clubs. People come see him and he brings the memes up on a screen or whatever it is. And he doesn't steal jokes. He comes up with them himself. But then there's, like I said, that guy who works at fucking Aflac, sitting in his cubicle, bored all day, mad. Here's a comedian do something funny, makes a meme, puts it out, millions of people look at it, and then they assume the comedian. So it's unfunny people usually make the memes. Again, I've no problem with memes. I think they're hilarious. I've seen so many. I've laughed at so many. I've reposted so many. I love a good meme. I love a good meme. But give the credit to the fucking comic where you saw it. So now what's happening to the average fucking person who doesn't get stand-up, doesn't get the hard work, what do they do? They just assume the comedian goes, oh, I saw a meme and I took it. That's, I'm going to do that joke on stage right now. So many comics have had their jokes taken and putting on for memes. 21 point chromosomes or chromosomes. Maybe I'm saying it wrong. 21 dot chromosomes. They took the joke and they had a joke of uh, a, a guy in a suit when the FBI are at your door or when the CIA are at your door for inventing a car that runs on water. You stole the joke, mate, right? And people go, well, no, no, you didn't steal it. They, you took it from them. All right, and here's what I've been doing. Oh, yeah, before I get into another one, here's what I, so here's what I've been doing. And I, another comedian wrote to me, I did that joke. And I go, okay, respectfully, and I'm having this conversation, and I try having these conversations publicly until it gets personal. Then I will go into the messages and talk to them because I want the people to see 
I didn't steal the fucking joke, mate. There is such a thing as parallel thinking. I've I've heard uh, Seinfeld, Brian Regan have that conversation. You know, you did the exact same joke I did. They're not thieves. Parallel thinking. So, and also parallel thinking. Like when you go to a city when Trump was in office and you just walked in and you just heard nothing but Trump material. There's a good, you're going to run into the, comics are going to write those short jokes that are the same. I don't do topical stuff. If I do something topical, it goes on TikTok because I don't like to take, waste my time and do topical stuff on stage because I like to have some longevity with my act and I don't want me to waste time on a joke and then I'm a hack because I did a joke and like, oh really? The Berlin Wall, that's topical. Do you know what I mean? So I want to move on. Oh, Monica Lewinsky. Yeah, let's talk about her. That everyone, that's she's on the lips of everybody. Um, no pun intended. Um, and I want to move on, right? So I don't, I don't, I don't, I do my topical TikTok jokes on TikTok, of course. So I'll talk to the guy. So I saw a guy last night, and I and I've actually been speaking to five comedians. And about 15 other, and I'm stopping now, I'm letting it go. And 15 other fans of comedy, air quotes, fans of comedy. And you stole the joke. So that guy goes, that's my joke. And I go, okay, hey man, respectfully, when did you, you show me when you wrote your, like when you, when you have yours done and then I'll show you mine. And what I say to all of them, what I say to all of them is if you can find that joke before my original date, and I still have it, it's, I screenshot it even though it was taken down, I still have the screenshot of the page. If you can show me your joke before I did mine, I will Venmo you $100. Not one person has shown it to me. Not one. They're arguing. Some are not arguing. Some are like, oh shit, man, that's cool. Respectfully, blah, blah. I don't think you stole it. I think it's whatever, whatever it is. Maybe it's an easy joke. Maybe it's an easy joke. But so many comics see memes and they go, I don't know, they're on stage. Fuck it. They do. They do. They're lazy. So I said to the guy, I go, like, why don't, like, I, I, I will Venmo you $100 if you can show me your timestamp of you doing that joke. I will Venmo you. That's how confident I am that I wrote the joke. That's how I believe it's a very clever joke. That you don't, I don't think, and I could be wrong. People are watching this. It's not clever, you fucking idiot. Right? I, and I've yet to pay out the hundred dollars. That's all I'm saying. Another, another uh, on the baby, the Babylon Bee. That's another one on TikTok on Instagram. Nearly two million followers they have. So I put a joke up that became. I remember I talked about the Star Wars one. It was very controversial. It was uh, people took it so serious, and I was fucking arguing with Star Wars fans. I was I was being praised by pro gun. I was being shit on by anti gun. When all it was was a joke with no legit opinion of fucking anything. These all these fucking muppets were telling me you should run for office. You should be fucking killed. You should. Uh, how dare you say that? Because on the moon of Endor, those Star Wars morons. So I was being you know being thrown around. By a lot of people. So then so my friend, my good friend, Dan Barry, shout out to Dan Barry, um, sends me a link again. Again, and this Star Wars one got over, uh, I think, 2 million. Again, I could, you have to fact check me. 2 million people have seen this joke. 330,000, 330 million people in the country. 2.2 million people have now seen this joke, have been interacting with this joke. So, of course, what do they do? They make up a whole fake story about how Star Wars are in trouble because a fucking Luke Skywalker used a lightsaber and killed pe kill people with it. They want to ban the lightsabers, right? That's what my joke was. And these people called the Babylon Bee stole it 
I write to them, you hear nothing back from them. They didn't even take down the fucking post. And that's what happens with memes. That's what happens with memes, right? So if you go out there and see a meme, it's not, there's no meme expert out there. They're not some guy who's great. They steal comics jokes or somebody, or funny people. Listen, you go on a Twitter, man, and I've seen some of the funniest shit that the average person will write, not even comics, and they will take it and put it. Like I saw something, what was that? That left foot? Laura Leftfoot, is that her name? The woman out in Chicago? She said, here in Chicago, uh, don't worry, you're more than welcome to come in here and get her, get her abortion. And some guy who's a fucking, could be a truck driver, just writes at the bottom of it, yeah, you'll just have the baby shot in their apartment. Fucking hilarious. Hilarious. This is not me being pro or anti. That's a fucking funny joke. Right? It's a play on how shitty this woman has made Chicago and how unsafe it is. The gun violence is up so high. Blah, 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 blah. That's the joke. So someone could easily take that and turn it into a meme. But that's what these meme cons do. That's what they do. They take someone else's funny material and they just put some words over a picture. Like I said, if you don't want a bump, take it in the rump. And there's a pregnant woman looking down at her baby or her, her pregnant belly. And that's what they do. That's what they do. So, that, I mean, that's... That's who I've been arguing with all week, going back and forth. Fucking, I'll send you $100. I ain't paid out the $100. You stole a joke. No, it didn't. Yes, you do. I've been arguing with people. And then, to top it off, to, 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 to go even further, there's a fucking a Long Island comic guy comes out of the fucking woodwork, comes out of the woodwork, and then takes a shot at me for no reason. Let me tell you about this guy. I'm not going to mention his name. I'm not going to mention his name. But it, like, like Long Island has a shitty reputation for comedians. And it's because of people like him, right? It's because of people like him that Long Island comedy has a shit, re like, I mean, a shit reputation. It really does. Some of the greatest comics ever came from Long Island. But Long Island comedy now has a shit reputation because of fucking people like this guy, right? And there's been so many, look, there's so many great comics who've been around for, like this, and this guy's been around for fucking years. Before, when I started stand-up, I was looking up to this guy, I would start stand up and I'd look up to this guy. But now he decides to take a fucking shot at me just to prove a point, right? I won't even tell you what he said because then he's going to find out because I'm not going to name his name on there. But look, at there's so many Long Island comic legends that are still around today who have been around from the old days. Joey Cola, Tim Gage. Um, uh, I, 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 like Keith, I love Keith Anthony. I like Tony Landolfi. These guys have been around... Um, you know what I mean? Like, 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 like Rich Walker and stuff. Like some of these guys have been around for years. Joe Starr, he moved to South Carolina. I like these guys. Chris Monty. Guys have been around for fucking years that are just good comics and they're just, they don't, they, they, that's, that's what they do. But they keep their mouth shut and they move along. Then you get, then you get a hack like this, a hack like this who will talk shit. And the thing about this hack the thing about this hack is that, like, he's the reason why good comics from Long Island have to deny being from Long Island. They'll go into the city like, no, I'm from Westchester because the reputation of a guy like this has. And let me tell you something. The old me, the old me would have been knocking on your door. I would have been naming you right now. And I would be like, hey, man, guns at high noon. That's exactly, I'm telling you, see you at dawn. That see you at dawn, pistols drawn. That's what I would have done, right? It's, it, it's comics, it's, it's hacky comics like this guy is the reason why good comics from Long Island have to say they're not from Long Island. And the old me would have been knocking on your door 
asking you outside right now. But lucky for you, I found Jesus. I found the Lord. And I'm all about forgiveness and taking the fucking high road. That's all I'm saying. Because if I didn't, oh boy, would you have been in trouble. You got to keep my name out your mouth, man. That's all I'm saying. Because you know what it is? It's one of these guys that just go out there. They're angry. They're angry because they didn't take the shot or they didn't get... You know what? You, you haven't written a joke in nearly 30 years. You haven't written a joke in nearly 30 years. And that's what it is. So now you're going out and you're going to try rally around all these young kids to build you up. You know, talking about me and about what I do, about my schedule. Motherfucker, check my schedule. I don't post everything. Do you know why? Because I work hard in silence. Every fucking day I work hard in silence. I go to clubs. I don't advertise I'm at that club. I travel this fucking place, boy. I, you don't know anything about me, what I do, where the fuck I go. And you know why I rise above it, man? Because I'm on for good things. I'm on for great things. I surround myself with great people. I don't surround myself with people who want to build up my ego. I don't surround myself with people who I can poison them, right? Because that's what you do. You poison them. Yeah, I'm out there. I'm a legend. Are you? Are you playing on top of a pinball machine behind the Dave and Busters this weekend? Again, we all start somewhere, but don't act. Don't act like you're the fucking shit, the head honcho. Look at yourself, man. That's it. Stop trying to bring down others to bring yourself up. It doesn't work like that. That's not how it works. My old poppy used to say, blowing out someone's candle doesn't make yours burn any brighter. Look at yourself. That's all you got to do. I'm full of peace. I'm full of love. I surround myself with people that I, I love being around. I'm polite to those I don't want to be around. I got no stress in my life. I got no stress in my life. I found peace. I know how to do it. I found peace by working hard and busting my ass. Right? I'm in the lab every day with a fucking pen and pencil. Paper. Doing my shit. Writing jokes constantly. Constantly. And you'll go on a, you'll go on a famous podcast. Like a famous person's podcast. One of the big podcasts in the millions of views every week. And you'll hear the guy like, yeah, man, I remember when I was 21, I was out on Long Island, I saw this guy, he did this bit. <laughs> Guess what, famous podcaster? I've got good news for you. That one that he used to do 30 years ago, the one you're talking about, he still does it. He still does that bit. Come on back to Long Island, have a look at it. Have a look at it. There's so many good comics that are on Long Island that just get, they, they have a shit reputation because of people like this guy. And it fucking, it doesn't even anger me anymore because like I said, I'm at peace. I know who I am. I know what I do. I know the work level I put in. I know who I hang out with. I know what's important. I know how to work. And I've had so many fucking doors shut in my face. I'm talking about, I sat in the rooms with the big ones. All, you know, the letters, the three letter companies. You turn on TV, the first 10 channels on your television. I sat in those big rooms. They've shut their doors in my face. You know what I didn't do? I didn't piss and moan about it. I didn't shit. I didn't piss and moan about it. I got back out the fucking pen and I went to work and I wrote and I hit the fucking clubs every night. Clubs I don't even advertise I'm at. Working on shit. Bombing with new shit. Taking that bomb and turning it into something magical. I fucking love this business, man. I don't shit on it. I don't try to get a bunch of young, impressionable people and fucking intoxicate their brain. I don't do that. All I'm saying is, and here's the thing, if you're listening to this, you know that old saying, if you think it's about you, it's probably you. Just keep my name out your mouth. That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking because the old me, the old me wouldn't have given a shit. I don't give a fuck. 
the old me would have been dangerous. But right now I'm dangerous in my own way. I'm dangerous in my own way. I will go and succeed. Just go look at yourself. I wish you well. I, I, I hope you get your shit together. I hope one day that you can realize that there's nothing wrong with the world, man. There's, the comedy didn't fuck you over. You fucked you over. Remember that. Remember that. Okay? You fucked you. Nobody did. Nobody, nobody put a target on your back. Nobody saw this raw talent in you and you were talented. I remember looking at you going, this guy's fucking amazing. I started as a young comic. Very easy for a young comic to look at someone like that and go, wow, that guy's a fucking amazing. Because he was fucking amazing when you're a young comic. But then puzzles go, wait a minute. I've seen him a hundred times now and it's the same shit. When does a new joke come out? It doesn't. So stop coming after me, buddy, when we haven't spoken in fucking decades. Don't come after me. Look at yourself. Fix yourself before you fucking come at me. You can't touch me. You can't hurt my feelings. You can talk to the young comics all you want to. I don't give a shit. Do you understand? Bulletproof in here. I don't give a, I don't give a fuck. I found God. I found Jesus. I'm at peace. I love the level of work I do. I'm up at the crack of dawn, buddy. I'm fucking up hours before you. I'm owning the day hours before your alarm clock even goes off, before you snooze it five times. All right? I got books full of shit that will never work on stage. But you know what? I got books full of shit and there's more books coming. Every now and then, some of those are going to hit, mate. I'm going to level up. I'm going to level up. But you're staying the same. You're staying the same, just shitting on people, making yourself feeling better, telling young comics about the good old days, shitting on the guys coming up, right? Look at yourself. Don't look at McThomas. McThomas is going to be all right. I surround myself with good, great people. And it keeps me working hard. People who work hard, I surround myself with them. I don't sit around finding bitter people that didn't make it and go, yeah, right? Didn't the business fuck us all over? What do you mean they don't like the same act I've been doing since the early 90s? Buddy, I don't get it. This business is terrible. Is it the business? Look at yourself, man. That's all I'll say. You can't touch me. I fucking love it. I'm everywhere. I am everywhere. I am working my fucking ass off. And it may never happen for me. It may never happen for me, but trust me, I'm a lot closer to it than you will ever be. That's all I'm saying. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening, liking, subscribing. Sorry if it was an aggressive episode, but uh, check out my other podcast with Corey Brooks. Like I said, go to Governor's on July 14th. I'll be there. Go to Comic Strip this Saturday. I'll be there for two shows. All right. Lovely talking to you. Thanks for listening. Wash your hands as always and take care of yourselves, you dirty fuckers. Good luck to you. Good luck to you.